go for a few minutes, for a few seconds, about 30. This is terrible. <laughs> what you're listening to right now is a song by Johnny Sansone. The song is called Popeyes and Hubigs. Popeyes is the chicken company that's gone national over the last couple of years. Hubigs was a pie company that was very famous down in New Orleans. Uh, it had gotten rebuilt during uh, after Katrina and had gotten it took a pretty good hit. And then after that, they rebuilt it. And then last year, it actually burned to the ground, which is terrible. It's kind of like the little hostess pies. I'm sorry. What was that? You have to talk into your microphone. I said it's kind of like the little hostess pies. They were, uh, but the but the place burned down to the ground. Like a Twinkie? Not like a Twinkie, like a pie. Like, like a ho-ho? Like the old fruit pies. So, now yeah. we're going to get into this real official kind of stuff that Brian wanted me to do. So, Black Eyed and Blues show number 77, November 20, 2012. On tap tonight. A holiday weekend portion of blues, an interview with Roxy Perry, and a Henry Winkler porn star? All this week on Black Eyed and Blues, starting now. This is the Hartford Online Radio Network. 21st Century Audio. Delivered. Alcohorn.com. <laughs> The Black Eyed and Blues Radio Show is sponsored by Gateway Financial Partners, the accounting firm of Budwitz and Meyerjack, Sherpa Technologies, CentralCTDental.com, Dr. Camps, Doctors Camp, Sambor and Lupini, and Deepwater Seafood of Avon. I'm your host, Brian Lee, Brian Parker on the board. Flawless as always. Hey, how'd you like that opening, everybody? Yeah. He was like, no, just start the show. Just start. I start the Let's show, go. then he's still talking to me. And so what I'm going to do when I start the show yeah. is, I'm like, oh, uh, whatever. Right. I guess we'll just, we'll just let it roll. <laughs> That's great. Whatever. We'll get more and more professional as the weeks go on, I promise. <sighs> Whatever you want. That'll be fine. <laughs> I'm just, I was actually looking up partners.stitcher.com. We're now, we've been approved by Stitcher. Yeah. And we're on Stitcher. What does that mean? And as soon as I can log in and talk at the same time, yeah. I'll tell you what I was going to tell you. <coughs> it's very, so Stitcher is this thing, any Android, smartphone, um, iOS kind of device. Mm -hmm. um, they, uh, you, it's like a podcatcher, but it's really just for podcasts. Okay, and it's it is the place to be. So in two, three weeks that we've been on it, yep. something like that, out of fifteen thousand approved, mm -hmm. you know where your rank it is on Stitcher as of right now? Oh, fifteen thousand and three. No, better two thousand three hundred sixty-four. Moving up to the top. That is that is good. Moving on up. That is good. <laughs> now the business show, also impressive. Yeah. Not not as good as you. Well, Five thousand forty fourth out of fifteen thousand. So they're in the top so third. So we got we got two in the top half. Two in the top half. In in three weeks. In, yeah, three weeks or whatever the heck it's been. I would just say we rock. That's great. So that that that's fun. <laughs> Uh, we've got a lot of stuff to get to tonight. I've yes. got a lot of music to play for you. At uh -huh. 6.45, Roxy Perry is going to give us a call. Roxy. Uh, so here we're going to go with last week, Down in Black Eyed Sally's Heather Hardy returned. And this is a song from her, uh, from her first album. The song is just simply called Change. And then I find 
Black Eyed Blues Music Hour. Boy, that cut out quick. Yes. You, 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 that, you that, that wasn't quick, that you. wasn't even me. That was them. That was them. Yep, that was them. Oh, yeah, that's that was pretty recording. crappy. <clears throat> hey, um, so I got to tell you guys, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, which is this week, Brian Lee has brought me in a feast. A feast <laughs> that is my favorite thing on the earth to eat. It's better than sex. You want to tell him about this as I eat? Uh, what he's eating right now is one of the world-famous Black Eyed Sally's jambalayas, complete oh my God. with cornbread and honey butter. Oh, my God. It's so good. Uh, well, oh, you know, I wanted to ask you, did you get one of the Cajun turkeys? Did you buy one of those things from us or no? We no. do the deep fry. No. Have you ever had one at all? I've never had anything deep fried. Ever? In your entire life? In my entire life. Come on. <laughs> Hard to believe by looking at me, but it's true. <laughs> Come on. That's impossible. I believe... Starting in the uh, in the Chris when Christmas hits full time, mm-hmm. we're gonna start doing this at some point. We're either gonna be doing turkeys right. or ham smoked. Mm. Uh, so if you don't deep fry, great. if you don't deep fry, I, I'm sure it's delicious. I just haven't had it. Oh, it's very delicious. You know what I like? What's that? Jambalaya. I do know that. Oh my God, people! <laughs> if you have not been to Black Eyed Sally's, I don't care if you're one of our listeners from Hawaii. You make the trip, okay? It is the greatest thing in the world. I don't care if you live in Louisiana. You come up here. And try it. It is so good. And you know what? 
we want to give a, a few of our listeners a chance to have some of this. We call it the Feed Our Friends program here at Black Eyed Sally's and on the horn. Score $50 gift card to Black Eyed Sally's. Get yourself some jambalaya. All you got to do is friend us on Facebook, and you're in the running. It's really actually that easy. You friend us on Facebook, and each week, Evan, our chat room moderator, will go through and, and pick the folks that friend us, and he will select their names and post them up on our wall, which is the onthehorn.com uh, uh, Facebook wall. And if your name is up there and you see it, then what you do is you just respond, and you're good. So let's see here. We have a few of them, three lucky contestants. There is Mark Romanow, yep. Gary Craig, mm -hmm. and Edwin uh, Bartlett. Edwin Bart. Oh my gosh, Edwin! Edwin, you're already won. Really? Edwin's. We're not even done with the promo yet. He's already won. Awesome. We love that. This is why, <laughs> Edwin, you have got to get the jambalaya. I'm giving you fifty bucks. It's on me. It is. Uh, it is just to die for. Edwin just won. You got. You know what? Let's do two. I, it's Thanksgiving. Thank you. In fact, if all three of these, I'll send out gift cards to all three of these guys. Okay, Evan. Evan. All three of these guys get them if they uh, if they respond within the showtime. That's right. Okay. So uh, I like it. Mark, Gary, and Edwin, all fifty dollars gift card winners if they respond on the Facebook page. Cool. It is just delicious. I love it. What's the, play a song so I can eat some more. Of I this. will. This past Saturday night, we had uh, Roberto Morbioli in from Italy. I packed the place. We'd never seen him in the in the building before. He was awesome. We've been hearing talk good, nothing but good stuff all week long. So uh, I wanted to give you a little bit more of Roberto. This is from his album called "I Can't Go Wrong." The song is called "Better Half of Me."
at home, work, or your favorite coffee shop, if there's a Wi-Fi connection, get on the horn. Hartford's heart and soul. Black Eyed Blues Music Hour right here on the horn. What's up there, Brian Lee? Nothing I'm leading Jambalaya. He's been pounding this stuff oh. for the entirety of this year, the last two I, songs. I really should just slow down a bit, actually. I'm <laughs> yeah. kind of like, ooh. I noticed ooh. you had to run and get a Coke, though, or a Diet Coke. Uh. <laughs> the last band you guys heard was ba- uh, Bad Rooster. 
The song was called Downshift. You can catch Black, uh, Bad Rooster down at Black Eyed Sally's on December the 1st. Before that, you heard Roberto Morbioli. If you missed him down at uh, Sally's, you probably could have seen him last night, and that's going to be it for a long time. He went back over to Italy. He's playing a bunch of shows over in Germany, actually, next week. Uh, so we've created a segment for you guys called Black Eyed News. We're looking to find news stories that you may or may not have seen. Who knows? I'll, I'll find a bunch of different stuff out there. Uh, before we get into any of the new stuff, I just want to say this. If you have HBO and you haven't seen the documentary that they did on the Rolling Stones called Crossfire Hurricane, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's two hours. It is some of the best footage I've ever seen. They get into the whole show at Altamont where they had the riots. They get into Brian Jones and his career with the Stones. And it takes you... It's just a really, really well-done thing that they did on the anniversary of their fifth, well, their 50th anniversary. They wouldn't allow cameras into the room for the interview portion of it, so they just used vintage footage that was really fantastic. Uh, so U2's Bono made the news last week. While he was staying in New York City, he visited a piano bar at the Carlisle Hotel. Uh, after cheering on the house band for a little while, he got up on the bandstand and decided he was going to do some crooning. He sang Sinatra's You've Got Me, I've Got You Under My Skin. Uh, and as the final notes ran out, he waved to the entire crowd and jetted out the front door. <laughs> I dig Bono. I think that's the way you have to do it, though, uh, right? How like else can you do it? He can't, he can't stick around and he's, sign he's autographs. He's not signing autographs, that's for sure. Uh, former Led Zeppelin frontman Robert Plant was knocked to the ground by a fan that stormed the stage at his band's performance oh last week in Argentina. No now, kidding. Robert Plant's 64 years old. Nobody should be rushing the stage at him. He can't get out of the way anymore. Security grabbed the guy and removed him from the show. Uh, <laughs> Take my depends, yeah, Robert. Yeah. I've been listening to you since the 40s. <laughs> oh, Robert. Uh, speaking of Led Zeppelin, their 2007 <laughs> performance at London's O2. You make O2. my wheelchair hot. <laughs> London's O2 was released yesterday. Uh, hopefully I got my copy of it at the house. The show is basically a tribute to the life and work of former Atlantic Records founder Amit Erdogan. Uh, if I have my copy of it, I'm going to watch it tonight. I don't know if you saw the numbers from Breaking Dawn, the final Twilight movie. The number I got this morning was 141 million Just over amazing. the weekend. Isn't that amazing? Blows my, my mind. Uh, have you seen any of them? No. Neither no. have I. Neither have I. Oh, so no. they haven't gotten... I, it's not for me. No. I'm not the demo. And I also think that they're terrible actors. So I led at the beginning of the show with this. Uh, months ago, we, ate, we interviewed a girl named A.J. Jansen, and she had said that she had written a play. I saw your eyes light up the minute she said, oh, I wrote a play. You oh, said, yeah, oh. she's from uh, Litchfield or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it was at that point that I realized how much you liked theater. So I saw this story last week. It was about a, uh, a new play on Broadway called The Performers. It's a romantic comedy set at the awards ceremony at the adult film industry. <laughs> the stars were Alicia Silverstone uh, what? and the great Henry Winkler, who plays an aging porn star. Henry Winkler, The Fonz? The Fonz, yeah. The Fonz is in a porn? Yeah. No, no. It's a play about pornography. It's a play about backstage at the Pornography Awards. <laughs> okay. Sadly, after seven shows, it was canceled. Which is a shame, because I was looking forward to going to see it. Yeah, I don't think... <laughs> Once again, I'm not in that demo. <laughs> All right. Who is that? Like, are they trying to get out to like the the biker demo or something? Like, come on down, bikers, and ride your bikes and overpay not... for parking and pay for seven dollar a water and come to the theater. <laughs> I have not a clue. Wouldn't they it... rather just go on the internet and watch some free porn? <laughs> but you wouldn't see the fonds. Although they've I don't probably think they care. they've probably done that at some point. <laughs> 
Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play one of Roxy Perry's songs for you right now. And uh, Roxy should be calling in the next few minutes. So this is Roxy's, uh, Roxy's song. It is called That Night in Memphis. It's from her album My Sweet, In My Sweet Time. In my sweet time, Roxy Perry, that night in Memphis. You're listening to Black Eyed and Blues Music Hour. 
Uh, quick note from our friend Sandit Stravel. We'll take you there. If you want to go and see some of these great acts, like Brian Lee tells you to go do, book through Sandit's Travel. It's been very easy. Over 50 years of service just right here in Connecticut. Come in, call in, or log on to explore how diverse, fun, and uh, and efficient, really, it is to book through Sandit's Travel. Save your money and your time. Book with us, Sandit's Travel. I got a very special announcement here, Big Bri. What do you got? You're not going to believe this, but I think I think Roxy Perry is on the phone right now. Roxy, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, hey, my Roxy. goodness. We were just listening to one of your tunes. Hi, you guys. How are you? I'm doing good. Awesome. This is a, It's really a busy time of year, so I just wanted to thank you for taking some time out to be on with us. My pleasure. Excellent. Um, before we get started, I want to thank you for another thing. When we first started putting this show together, I was telling the story to Brian last week. Uh, the other guy who was in the studio with me, his name is Brian as well. So um, when we were putting the show together, I went to you first. You were the first person that I thought of because I knew that you had your own show. And I wanted to know how to go about getting a bunch of music and bounced some questions off of you. And you were very helpful. And you were actually the very first person who sent me music. So, thank you. Well, I'm like that. <laughs> <laughs> I found that out very quickly. <laughs> Keeping the blues alive. Absolutely. That's what we're that's all any of us are looking to do at this point. Um it's it's the 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 audience is getting a little bit older and we're trying to we're trying to keep turn it on to a younger group. So, and I think they're embracing it. I do too. I do too. Um just want to do a little bit of background stuff with you. I know, I know we were going through your website yesterday, doing a little bit of bio stuff on you, and it says that you're a child prodigy. You were performing at the Shrine Arena in Los Angeles at the age of nine. How old were you when you started singing? That, that's Shrine Auditorium. Oh, auditorium, I'm sorry. Very famous yep. venue. Mm-hmm. Um, I was about uh, seven or eight. Wow, that's amazing. How this was, this was the pre-American Idol world, so... How did you get discovered? Was it talent show? Was it church no, singer? No, it, it was a concert. And uh, actually, uh, I wasn't singing in it. Uh, it was uh, an accordion concert with uh, that guy from Lawrence Welk, Myron Florin. Okay. And uh, there was like about 100 kids over there with accordions of all sizes, of all ages. And I was nervous as hell because I got picked to do a, a solo part with Myron Florin. So, it, I, I mean, that was my first major fear in this business. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> now, not on yeah, television. Was it on television or no? Uh, no, it, it was, wasn't. Okay, because I, I, I can't keep track of when, when things were being televised or because I knew that they were a lot of stuff that was like Dick Clark shows and stuff like that. So. Oh, I've been on, on those too, but. Uh, oh, yeah? This was back in the 50s, probably before you were born, Brian. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you kidding me? Come on now. I've been podcasting since the 40s. You do the math. <laughs> and I'm proud of it, man. I made it through all these errors. Oh, there's no errors. There's no errors at all. Uh, moving ahead now, we hit you doing, you were front in the band when you were a teenager at the Peppermint Lounge in New York City. Yeah, six, six nights, nights a, week, a week. That's silly. Six sets a night. Six? Six sets a night. Oh, my God. What time were you six getting done? Six nights a week for like, uh, you know, a good year at a time. So, And I went, got up and went to school the next morning, too. I, I would get home like 4 a.m. and get up at 7 and go to school. Oh my God! You must have been exhausted. What time were the show? What time were the sets starting? Well, you know, in order for me to get a parking space, I had to get down there right after the uh, 
parking was lifted, so I would leave here around 6 o'clock at night, get there by 7, get something to eat, and then the show started at 8, and it went till 3 a.m. Roxy, our chat room wants to know, how did you do in school? I did okay in school. I went to college. <laughs> I even got a scholarship to uh, NYU for creative writing, and I went to School of Visual Arts for three years, and uh, I did well. I did well in school. Yeah, it sounds like uh, you it. know, I mean, I really, I had no social life, of course. Right. <laughs> so uh, I just, uh, you know, when I was on the train or traveling or whatever, I would do my studies and go to school. I can't say that I was an A student, but I got through high school and college. So, uh, you know, whatever. Tell us <laughs> I about. I still ended up a musician. So my my parents were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about uh, being on the road for four years with Tony Orlando. What was that like? No, it wasn't with Tony Orlando. Uh, it was Tony just Orlando Dawn? didn't represent the first album. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, uh, Frankie Paris was assigned to take his place as lead singer. Oh, okay. So, um, but we had done the original um track for the writers Erwin Levine and Tony Wine we did the original tracks and um, you know I was in college and working and everything and one morning they just Frankie calls me up and says come on we gotta go on the road I said what are you talking about you know because I had completely forgotten it and uh, sure enough I heard it on the radio and I didn't go on the first month's tour but then after you know, he convinced me and my parents, because you got to remember, I was only 19 and in the middle of college. So uh, he convinced them to let me go, and he took me under his wing. And, you know, my father said to them, if I see one hair moved on her head, you know, <laughs> I'm going to get you, and you you better treat her like you would your daughter, you know. And they took that to heart, and all four of them were my fathers on the road. So... Four years, no fun. It was an endless stream of traveling and uh, going from plane to limo to stage to doing, you know, uh, shows, uh, TV shows like American Bandstand across the nation and in Canada as well. And uh, we really were on the top, top level that you could get on in this business. And it was uh, a real experience. And uh, I really had enough, really. Because <laughs> well, when Tony Orlando decided to go on the road like four years later after the first single, um, they they were going to use our band, and then we, we overshadowed them musically, actually, what was the truth. And we all had enough of playing the same songs. It was like we were doomed, you know. So... Uh, we just we just quit. We did some recording there at Bell Records, and we brought it over to Polydor, to James Brown, and James Brown wanted to sign us. But, um, you know, I realized that my life was slipping by. I was 22 by this time, and, you know, I felt that I wanted to get married and have a family and have a life. I didn't really like uh, being on the road like that, and it was lonesome, you know. I can completely imagine. Yeah, it really was, you know, because they would be partying all night with a million girls and everything, but they'd lock me in my room, you know. Well, your, your dad had put the fear of God into him. They had no choice. Well, that's true, <laughs> you know, but, but you know, on that note, I did meet a lot of really great people that, you know, we toured with for, like, years on end, like Kenny Rogers and the Carpenters, Rare Earth, 
Iron Butterfly, Bad Finger, on and on. I mean, we all would go on this massive tour all through the United States and Canada. And I went around at least four times to every major city in both countries. That's so amazing. I've seen it. And, and I did, some of it was like on the road road in our tour bus and stuff, you know. And most of this so, was before you were 22? Yeah. Wow. Between the ages of like, say, 18 and a half and 22, um, I did that tour. So, so I have, you know, I had enough. And, you know, now I look back and I say, you know, I made the right move with like uh, choosing a life rather than that kind of life, you know, because it, it really ain't for me. I like I like home and my husband and everything else. No, absolutely. And, uh, I I I get that myself. <laughs> yeah, and I, I you know soon soon enough, like when I was twenty four, I married um, a bass player that I had played with uh, prior to all of this. You know, way back. Okay. And uh, he had gone to the Marine Corps when I was on tour. And when he came back, uh, he sought me out, and six months later we got married, and I've been married for 38 years to my bass player, which is pretty cool because he brings me to the gig, and I always know at least one guy's going to show up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, another question I have for you is, when did you start playing harmonica? Because when, when we first got you in at Sally's that night, you had filled in for, for Lucky, who had got, Lucky Peterson had gotten sick, and we yeah. were lucky enough to have you fill in. And I had said to our, our sound guy, Tommy, who I believe will be taking care of you guys this weekend, I said, you know, I know she's a great singer. He's like, no, no, dude, she can play harmonica, too. I was really? I had no idea. When did you start playing? Um, I started playing, like, in the late 80s. Okay. And uh, it all happened because we had to transport my uh, father-in-law's car to Florida. He had moved down there. So I knew I'd be bored, and uh, I got a... Um, I got a uh, harmonica and just played to the radio all the way there and back. And, you know, besides my husband wanting to kill me, you know, I got the <laughs> grasp of the instrument. So uh, I've been trying to uh, improve my skills ever since. I had asked uh, George Dudek, he's a, another harmonica player from the area, one time, what does it take to learn how to play the instrument? And he said, buy a bunch of little Walter, listen, and do what he did. Yeah. You <laughs> Pretty know, good advice? Yeah, that, I didn't. I didn't do it that way. I didn't listen to other harp players, and you know, I wasn't influenced by other harp harp players because I approached it more like the way I sing. You know, it's from the same brain. You know, so of course. I, I approach playing harp more melodically than uh, the other guys do as a supportive instrument. You know what I mean? There, yep. There's specific. Little Walter Style and Sonny Boy Williamson. I mean, you know, of course I'm familiar with all these people, but I wasn't then. So, uh, you know, as the years have gone on, uh, of course I appreciate all of them, um, but I really did develop a style of playing that's more like the way I sing because it comes from the same brain. You have got what's, you what's have left of it. <laughs> yeah, you have gotten a lot of awards over the years. I'm just Brian has on our show notes a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and not just from long ago, but very recently, too. Mm -hmm. how, how does getting these awards make you feel? Is it justification, or, or do you really just do it for the music? Well, um, the, the awards, I don't understand what you mean. You know, how, how well, does it affect me? I mean, I'm always shocked and gracious to uh, receive any kind of recognition, but, uh, you know, sometimes I, I look at, 
at the award on my mantle, especially the West Arts Award, which is Westchester Arts Guild, which is a, one of the biggest arts guilds in the world. They uh, pick an artist per year out of all the arts. And they picked me one year, and I really thought they made a mistake. I mean, <laughs> I spoke to my manager and I said, are you sure? You know, I mean, I think they should go look over my stuff again because, I, you know, I just don't feel like, you know, I'm in line with Wynton Marsalis and Ozzy Davis and Ruby D. you know, who are like, you know, real stars, you know. But sure enough, I mean, they haven't come and taken it back yet. <laughs> and I want to tell you, I got to tell you a little story about this if you got a minute. Sure. The whole time, you know, like I was in turmoil. I was in like really bad turmoil. You know, most blues folks get there sooner or later. And my head was kind of scattered, and I said, oh, yeah, it's going to be a bunch of, you know, it's an arts guild. It's going to be a bunch of old people, like, sitting around eating watercress sandwiches, you know. Well, it was at the Hilton, and the place was packed, and the ticket price was, like, huge. And there was, like, you know, the real Fords, you know, the people of the car. Yeah. <laughs> they were there. I mean, uh, Jacob Burns. Society was there. I mean, it was all the muckety mucks and big time political industrialists, all, you know, real high class stuff. I went there with, like, you know, I just wore, like, you know, a black jacket and black pants, white shirt. I was, I was half asleep. And uh, Susie O'Kane, my business manager and my uh, agent at that time, Joe Montalto, was saying to me, you know, did you write out your speech? Did you get it? Oh, yeah, I forgot it. I left it home. I'll just wing it. Well, I get in there. First of all, I was terrified at the door because they had posters of me, like, as big as a wall <laughs> right off the bat. And then we get into the room, the, uh, the whatever it is, the conference room, right? It was huge. And the ballroom, that's what it was. And they've got these two jumbotrons like recounting my career in life and I'm going oh my god what did I get into here and then the guy from the news I forget which one it was one of the major news stations ABC or something was the presenter and he calls me up and listen to what I do instead of you know just doing a standard speech I go and say I woke up this morning and nobody got it Nobody got it. I mean, you know, I was thinking everybody would know that that's the beginning of every blues song, you right. know, this is Delta Man. And they didn't get it, and there was complete silence. And then one guy at the dais went, da-da-da-da. And then I was okay, and I just said, oh, please get me out of here. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's how stupid I am. <laughs> that's yes, funny I was stuff. very, very, very uh, honored. And I would say that that's. That's my most treasured award is the uh, West Arts Award. The West Arts? Oh, yeah. Another thing is that I saw a picture of it, right? And I thought it was made out of lucite. It's a star on a, on a black platform, right? So I thought, oh, it's probably made out of plastic, right? So when the guy handed it to me, my hand actually sunk down, like almost like comedically, you know? Because it was made out of crystal and onyx. And like, <laughs> I, oh, God, I was so embarrassed. We weren't ready for that. <laughs> but, um, you know, that, that is my treasured award. And, uh, and then we won uh, Best CD at IBC for Best Self-Produced Album. And I was uh, real happy about that. 
and uh, you know, there's a, a bunch of other little little types of recognitions and citations I have. I have a drawer yeah. full of them. Little things like the Blues Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah well, that's that, a thing. you know, that Blues Hall of Fame is really not the real one. I've come to find out. Well, I came to find out that it's actually just a website that oh. some guy in San Diego. Uh, it's a list. I mean, there's no. There's no actual museum. There's nothing. It's just, <laughs> There's no money, is what you're saying. It's nothing. Yeah, it's, it's nothing. It's so a guy in San Diego makes the New so York So I got Blues out Hall because the Blues Foundation explained to me how it was interfering with them, and I certainly don't want to ruffle their feathers. Oh, God, no. So, uh, so I got out. I was ready to get out anyway. It was getting too tedious and expensive, so huh. I got out. But, um, yes, I, I was awarded, and I was awarded ambassador in New York, great musician in New York, and national ambassador. So, that is very exciting. not worth anything. So. so you make your home in New York these days? Yeah, I live in Nourishell, New York. Terrific. And now how yeah. far do you what, – what's sort of like your radius that, that you travel to do gigs? Obviously, you come up to Hartford and go to the historic well, you know, Black Eyed Sally. Come on. Come on, man. You know, just – it show me the money, and that's how far I'll go. You know? <laughs> I'm pretty sure she'd come perform in the studio. Yeah, I played. You know, I played. You know, and I did the Montreux Jazz Festival in Switzerland, uh, which is you know, it, it's where yeah. Hendrix and Joplin, Stevie Ray Vaughan were discovered. Um, it was a great honor because it's not something you could solicit to. They invite you, and I was invited twice over the years. And the first time I turned them down and the head of it wrote me this blazing letter that I still have that, you know, that I insulted them and nobody turns it down. And does he realize what it means and all this other stuff? But, you know, mostly it's like labels back the bands go pay you. I mean, they pay you a little something, but it's, you know, it it doesn't really scratch on the airfare. I mean, the airfare is like... At least a thousand a man. Mostly prestige. And they, you know, they put us up, but it was up on an alp in a monastery. So, it's, <laughs> you know, it was it was a great experience. I'm glad I did it. I did it the second time, even though he said he would never ask me again, but he did. And uh, I was glad I did it. But that's that's how far I've gone. I've played in the Bahamas and in the Dominican Republic and all over this country and in Canada. But uh, I have never returned to Europe because the money was never right. I made more over there. So. Yeah. We've been talking to Roxy Perry, blues legend. She's going to be up is it this Saturday night. This Saturday night. This Saturday night. This Saturday. I got a great show for you. It's going to be you very exciting. Tell, us, tell them who's in the band. Seen. Tell them who's in the band, Roxy. Now, okay, dig this. All right, it's me. Mm -hmm. And then um, this hot, young sax player that is turning heads everywhere. Jim Pino Jr. He's from Connecticut. Mm -hmm. We have uh, Jim Moran from Long Island, who's my regular guitarist for like the past eight years. He will be on guitar, and uh, Danny Keene, who's a uh, blind keyboard player, singer, a lot like Stevie Wonder. I mean, he's got that kind of feel to him. He's an amazing, amazing singer and keyboard player. He plays guitar too. Um, he's going to be one of the people on the bill, and Rob the drummer, who's pretty famous up there in Connecticut. He oh used yeah, to be on Sesame Street. Everyone Rob knows. Drummer, everyone knows Rob the drummer. Bang it out, man. That's Rob's great. great. Who's this and guy? Then, of Bob. Course, Bobby Fusco, my husband <laughs> and bass player. 
Yeah, you and, still you don't uh, you haven't dumped him yet. Yeah, you, you you're still you still let him play. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know what? He gets more work than I do. You know, all the bands want him to play with them, and and he does. And I've also invited some special guests. And uh, you know, I was going to ask you that. Still, uh, What's I was going to I was going to ask you if you're going to bring anybody special in but then I figured yeah. I'd ruin any surprises so I didn't want to bother. Well, it'll be a surprise and Perfect. the like act it. is going to be a surprise. Um it's going to be a very welcome surprise, I'm sure. Okay. And uh you know, th- this is a great way to start the holidays. We're even going to throw in a couple of holiday tunes all our Roxy Perry style. And uh Yes, I have special guests coming, but I'm not telling you who it is. That's terrific. Hey, Roxy, thank you so much. Have a terrific holiday. What's the you we- too, guys. If, if someone wants to find out more about you, what's the website they can go to? RoxyPerry.com. That's Roxy with a Y. Roxy with a Roxy, Y, Roxy, you're Perry. still on KC Online, right? KCOR? Yep, I'm still on KCOR. I've been uh, four or five years now. Awesome. Great so, stuff. And she will be up here on Saturday night. At the historic yeah. Black Eyed Sally's. Come out and see her. All right. We'll see you I'm Saturday, Roxy. All you guys uh, happy holidays, and I'll see you soon. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Roxy. Thank you so much. There she okay, is, Roxy right. Perry, just a great blues legend. We're so lucky to get her on, and she's going to be up here. Real treat for you guys uh, this Saturday. What's going on next, buddy? Uh, next up, we're going to do something. Let's see here. We're going to play one of Roxy's friends, actually. We're going to play Larry McRae, another New York guy. Uh, the song is called Blues Is My Business.
profit, but I won't take the blame. In trouble with money, I have more money than anyone mentioned. You see, I'm open for business in your neighborhood. The blues is my business, and business is good. Online Radio Network on the Horn.
Ain't got no home, I'm just a traveling man. I got my guitar, baby, and my Chevy van. If you see me, I'll be taking it slow. Ain't in no hurry, baby, getting where I go. Well, I'm just rambling. Well, I'm just rambling. And I got rambling, baby. Just a traveling man. Lord, I got my guitar, baby, and my Chevy van. If you see me, I'll be taking it slow. Ain't in no hurry, baby, getting where I go. Well, I'm just rambling. I'm just rambling. And I got rambling, baby. said that I was born for loose. It's in my bones that I don't make no excuse. Well, I'm just rambling. I'm just rambling. And I got rambling, baby.
It's Black Eyed Blues Music Hour right here at onthehorn.com. If you didn't hear, uh, Kevin Clash has resigned from being Elmo. Some great tweets out there. Go into tweet, uh, go into Twitter, and just uh, and look up um, Elmo, and you'll see all the funny tweets like "Tickle me, Elmo creator Kevin Clash resigned from Sesame Street and has accepted the job as defensive coordinator of Penn State." <laughs> I think that's funny. That's hysterically funny, is what that is. Now that Elmo's been fired, Bert and Ernie must be bricks. Anyway. Go ahead. Hey, what have we been listening to? The last two tunes, Dan Stevens' Ramblin' from Connecticut Blues Society, Blue State Blues. And the last song that you just heard was Coco Montoya. Coco's going to be down at the Arch Street Tavern this coming Saturday. I believe the start time on it is 10 o'clock. Tickets are $15 and $20 on TicketFly.com. We're going to get right back into some music because this is a music show. Next up, Christine Olbin and Rebel Montez, Highway 61 from her album, Strip.
on the horn.
The last two songs that you heard were Christine Ullman and Rebel Montez with Highway 61. And the last song was Roxy Perry in, from In My Sweet Time. The song is Roadmaster. Here's this week's rundown. Tonight, Mike Palin's Other Orchestra. Tomorrow night, November 21st, Blues Open Mic, hosted by Gene Donaldson. Thursday night, we are closed for Thanksgiving. Friday the 23rd, Christine Ullman and Rebel Montez. Saturday, November 24th, Roxy Perry's All-Star Review. She gave you the band. Look on the website. This is gonna be, it's going to be a hell of a show. Uh, Monday night, Monday night jazz. I hope everybody has a happy and healthy Thanksgiving. Hope to see you all down at Black Eyed Sally's this weekend. But if not, please continue to support live music wherever you go. Please stay tuned for Dave Moore and Jen Just with News Talk tonight. See you all next week. Oh, <laughs>